Ciao! Buon fine settimana! Happy weekend! Welcome to the Passion for Italy Travel Podcast. This is Lindsay from the Tampa, Florida office. Today we're talking about the Italian language, its beauty, its history, and how we can use this time when many of us cannot travel to Italy to be able to assimilate once we land in Il Bel Paese. We tend to equate Italy with antiquity, and with such vast history there, it's easy to assume that Italy is, as a country, quite ancient itself. So a lot of people are surprised to learn that Italy, a unified Italy as we know it today, was only established in 1865, the same year that our American Civil War here in the States came to an end. So what about the language? Well, we owe modern-day Italian very much to the Florentine poet Dante Alighieri, who broke with tradition of writing poetry in Latin and chose instead to write his divine comedy in the everyday tongue he spoke, the Tuscan or Florentine dialect. Of course, like Shakespeare to the English language, modern Italian has changed, but the impact of Dante on the language is undeniable. Without making you feel like you're back in English class, just listen to the first few lines of the Inferno, his journey through hell. Nel mezzo di cammin di nostra vita, mi ritrovai in una selva oscura, che la diritta via era smarita, ai quanto a dire quale era e così dura, Esta selva selvaggia e aspra e forte, che ne pensier nova la paura, tante amara che poco e più morte, ma per trattar dal ben che vi trovai, dirò d'altre cose che vi entrai. It means, in the middle of the journey of our life, I found myself in a dark wood, for the straightway was lost. Ah, so hard a thing to say how that wood was, so wild, harsh, and strong, that the thought of it renews the fear. It is so bitter that death is little more so. But to tell of the good I found there, I will tell of the other things I saw. And so begins Dante's journey into hell. It's slightly reminiscent of this difficult time to me. Through countless dark woods of my life, I found a sort of comfort in Dante. So what's the point, right? Well, yay, amici, the point is, this is a hard time we're facing for many reasons. Illness, job loss, fear of both. Exciting plans canceled, trips to Italy canceled. Couldn't we all use something good to focus on? A way to not only better ourselves, but to make those trips that we hope to take in the not so distant future even more special. One thing we can do wherever we are is to learn the Italian language. Is this a necessity when visiting Italy? Not really. Most Italians, especially in the tourist sector, speak English very well, if not fluently. It will, however, elevate your experience beyond your imagination. I stumbled into my first visit to Italy, thanks to my mother teaching good old Dante and wanting to visit his hometown of Florence with her students. Without knowing the first word, I fell deeply in love with the country and with the language. Its intonation, its music, its joy, the mere sound of it captivated me. Those first few trips, I still knew nothing of the language beyond ciao, grazie, and prego. Italy had my heart, but I wanted to belong, to be a part of the place and its culture. So I took all the classes I could and even majored in it in college. I've already told you how my husband and I met studying Italian in college. Between working, moving, and saving, it took us four years after we were married to be able to go to Italy together for the first time. Within moments of being there and speaking with the people, we found ourselves at first tripping over our words until our story became a little bit easier. People would ask, but why do you speak Italian? 
Italians are rather romantic, so hearing that we met studying their language made people instantly warm to us. My family and friends and I were always treated splendidly as tourists, yet we were still treated as tourists. Someone who will come and go and likely never be seen again. When Matt and I went, and we could actually chat with locals, things changed. One moment that sticks out to me from our first trip was when we walked through the Borghese Gardens into the beautiful terrace that overlooks Piazza del Popolo. There was a little red cart there selling snacks and refreshments. We bought a beer and had just eaten lunch, so we weren't really hungry. We ordered an Italian, simple enough. Due birre, per favore. The man couldn't believe it. We talked to him for a few moments until more customers came up. And he insisted on giving us a bag of chips to enjoy as we walked around. A thank you for loving his country so much that we wanted to learn its language. Later on that day, as we explored, we were passing in front of the enchanting Spanish steps. A group of friends, maybe 18 or 20 years old, were walking by us and chatting, and we overheard them talking about us, speculating that I was from Milan and Matt was from Russia. <laughs> we almost died laughing. Matt's the one with the Italian heritage. But since he studied in Milan, most Italians automatically see his face and think he's Russian. <laughs> seeing the difference in that first trip, even though we were rusty and made countless mistakes. We connected with people, like at least I had, never before. Since then, every time we go back, the usual conversation of how and why we learned the language in the US lands us in the most incredible conversations. Back in February, we stayed in one of Florence's most charming bed and breakfasts. Gordana, who I'm in touch with constantly during normal times, hugged us as soon as we walked in the door and greeted us every morning as we would head out to explore the city. On a residential street a bit removed from the most touristy restaurants right by the Duomo, we discovered a tiny trattoria run by a family of three. The conversations began as they always do. Where are you from? Why do you speak Italian? Try the pacchetti, it's fresh today. Before we knew it, the five of us sat there chatting about their delicious food and house wine from San Gimignano about life in the city, how the dad hated driving a car, so does my husband. We chatted and chatted, and it was just lovely. On the walls in the restaurant are two little signs that read, La vita e i sogni sono fogli di uno stesso libro. Life and dreams are pages of the same book. And, addormentati sempre con un sogno, risvegliati sempre con un proposito. Always fall asleep with a dream, always wake with a purpose. Getting to know this family, it seemed they lived the words, as both of us do as well. During those few days, no matter where we went for dinner, the family would invite us in for Cantucci and Vinsanto when they would see us walk by, a traditional welcome that made us feel like we were home there. These are the moments, the connections, that we are blessed with when we learn the language. You don't have to speak it perfectly. Goodness knows I need to practice more. The thing is, when you show that you've put in the time and effort to learn, it says, I choose this place. I want to belong. I want to understand. And the people reward your efforts by assuming that you do indeed belong and will always be welcome there. My heart, many of our hearts, no doubt aches right now to be in Italy. It breaks for the people who have suffered much, lost much, and fear for their futures. This has, in a sense, been a sort of hell for many of us for countless reasons. And yet, like Dante, let us focus on the good that can come out of it. Maybe this time, when we're so disappointed to have had to cancel or postpone, 
can actually make our experiences infinitely more meaningful when we can finally get there. Dante, father of the Italian language, ends his inferno, having traversed the darkness of hell and all it taught him, with what to me is the most beautiful line in all of literature. E quindi uscimo a rivedere le stelle. And so we came forth and once again beheld the stars.